Welcome to the LSU NCBRT Preparedness Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Markle. I'm a curriculum development specialist here at NCBRT, and I work in collaboration with subject matter experts to create valuable and timely training for the responder community. The National Center for Biomedical Research and Training provides mobile training to both the national and international emergency response community. In today's episode of the podcast, we're talking to all of the incredible people that work on the podcast behind the scenes and how it's been starting and working on a podcast for the very first time over the last year. Jerry Monier is the Associate Director of Research and Development at NCBRT, and he is the creative producer, aka the brains of the operation of the podcast. Martina Malone is a project development coordinator at NCBRT, and she is my partner in crime on the podcast, and she works on all the communications with our guests in terms of scheduling and hosting development meetings prior to the recording of our episodes. Liam Catchings is a media production engineer at NCBRT, and he is the audio engineer of the podcast, and he also composed our awesome theme music. Carrie Villeneuve is a computer analyst at NCBRT, and she makes sure everything is running smoothly on the technical side of things, and she works on editing the podcast. Brett Bodan is a media production engineer at NCBRT, and he works on the post-production video editing for the podcast and assembling the final episodes. Beth Carter is the public affairs coordinator at NCBRT, and she writes all of our amazing episode descriptions and promotes each episode on social media. Although you only hear me on the episodes week to week, the wheels would completely fall off without these incredibly talented and hardworking people. So I'm honored to be joined by them on the podcast today to talk about our work over the last year. Jerry, can you give us a little bit of background about how the podcast started? Sure, Ashley. Uh, Yeah, the, the podcast, our first podcast production meeting was back in early, early April, late March, early April. Um, you know, prior to COVID, we didn't have a podcast. Um, you know, our our program here at NCBRT has uh, focused on instructor-led mobile deliveries over over our twenty plus years. Um, COVID upset that, um, you know, and and kind of made us take a look at some innovative and creative um, methods to uh, get training and education out. So early on in the, uh, the COVID experience, we, we decided to create the podcast as a means of uh, capturing the thoughts, capturing what practitioners in the field dealing with the COVID-19 response are experiencing and provide those experiences to our listeners as a learning opportunity. Um, it, it was a... Um, it provided the opportunity for us to to really take a look at what's going on behind the scenes um, from the public safety aspects, the public health aspects, uh, the social aspects, the economic aspects um, of, of what's going on since March of, of 2020. Um, and, and we have grown you know, this podcast into an exceptional product that historically captures everything that we have experienced here in the United States over the past nine months. And, and I think that's outstanding work. And I know we'll talk about some of the episodes and, and everything, but yeah, we started off not knowing what an intro and an outro were. And now we've got some fantastic, uh, fantastic products there. We started off with no music and I know Liam's gonna talk about that later on. Now we've got some energetic music leading us into, uh, into the series. 
Um, so we, we have grown. Um, I'm excited about the opportunities that we've got coming uh, in, in 2021 for the Preparedness Podcast. I think the topics that we're gonna be discussing um, as we drop, drop the, uh, the next series of podcasts are gonna be great. So I'm excited about it. And thanks to all of our team here representing you know, the, the great work that we're doing with the podcast. I mean, we're hitting you know, several thousand, 5,000 plus hits on, on the podcast. And, and that, that's very impressive. So thanks to everybody for your work. Yeah, one thing I think is amazing, and I, I think I especially saw this as we recorded the follow-up episodes with our first guests, is how much we've grown. You know, we started, mm-hmm. um, we started at the very beginning, not knowing anything about podcasting, and um, I think I'd only only been RT for um, maybe six months at the time, maybe not even that, um, and we um, we grew, we learned um, how to edit and how to put together interviews and scheduling all those things. And, um, there's just so many things that go into it and so many different people that are involved. And so I'm really, I'm happy that we're having this conversation because we're able to, you know, shed light on all the different work that goes into it. That's, you know, not necessarily heard. When we, when we first started, we looked at, you know, how can we get information out to responders very quickly? Um, you know, and we, we accomplished that by a number of products, by insecurity, our webcasts, our COVID training and, and other things. But we also wanted to provide a learning experience where a responder could listen to a 30 minute discussion or 45 minute discussion from practitioners in the field about what they were experiencing. And that's not a traditional learning mode or, or method. I mean, that, that's something new. Um, and, and we provided and will continue to provide that opportunity to, to responders. And it's been well received w- within the responder community. So I actually have a follow up question for Ashley. You mentioned only being at NCBRT for like six months. So what was that? What made you interested in hosting podcast? Because I'd imagine having not done it before and then taking the leap to say like, hey, I'll volunteer for something that you guys have not done before. Uh, was might have been a little intimidating as well. Yeah, so I have I've was kind of an early adopter of podcasts. Um, I listened to a lot of podcasts and have for a really long time before they really blew up. Um, and so I was excited about the opportunity. And um, I remember actually we had a meeting um, not too long before we all went to work from home. Um, we had an R and D meeting asking about ideas, and I remember like I have it in my my little planner somewhere. I wrote down podcasts, and I didn't share it with anybody. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really new here. I don't know. Um, and then I guess some, you know, like minds think alike. Somebody else had the idea too. And I was like, I really want to do this. I have a little bit of experience doing research interviewing. Um, and so I had to kind of, it's very, it's a very different thing. It's, it's um, much less, you know, focused on, uh, really being engaging and more about get, gaining information, but there's still a little bit of similarity there. And um, so I thought maybe, you know, maybe I can do this. And I kind of jumped on the opportunity because I was really excited about it. That's cool. So a full circle moment, you wrote it in your notebook and then who knows <laughs> later. It, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So Martina, when, and, and you asked that question to, to Ashley, but I asked you a similar question, you know, back in February of 2020, 
did you think you would have met all of the folks you have met through the podcast productions? No, and that was actually one of my, one of the things I wrote that was one of my favorite things about working on the podcast. You know, I have like extensive background in learning and development, but when you work in learning and development, you usually only work with people within your field. So when I worked in the casino industry, I only work with people who worked within the casino industry. And so what's been really cool about this experience is that you meet epidemiologists, psychologists, uh, food experts, and you, you, the people you meet that you end up talking to are some of the most fascinating people that you would usually not meet otherwise. And so, no, I didn't expect it at all. And at first, um, I was a little nervous because unlike Ashley, who may have had like a little bit of experience, I had none. So I'm like, okay, I'll volunteer. We'll see how this goes. And then along the way, it's kind of like building a plane as you're flying. And eventually it starts to make sense and you really enjoy the process. Um, so it's, no, I did not expect any of this, but it's been a really phenomenal learning experience. Um, so I've enjoyed it so far. So Carrie, how about you? I mean, you, you were an, an early member of the podcast team. What were yeah. your initial thoughts when, when we said, hey, we're going to do this podcast thing? I mean, I thought it was a great idea from the beginning. Um, for me, I'm just super interested in the things that these subject matter experts have to say. I mean, it just, it just kind of blows my mind how many topics we've been able to cover from the beginning and how intriguing they've all been, you know, and how helpful that I think it must be for the community. I mean, not just for uh, first responders, but really for the general public. Like I've been enjoying listening to them myself and just seeing like different perspectives on all these different topics. It's been, it's been a very educational experience working on it. I mean, for, for those who don't know, my, my background prior to March 2020, I was uh, doing a full-time travel position working in logistics. Um, and before that, I had been doing video production. And so when, uh, you know, the, the idea of the podcast came about right around the time where I was essentially grounded and uh, not traveling in that position anymore. Um, and so, you know, that was a big kind of light bulb going off of, okay, the digital content, remote content is going to be a big deal uh, moving forward. And, you know, I think the podcast was really kind of the, the standard bearer uh, for NCBRT with that. It was kind of us proving that we can move into that format. And uh, for me personally, it was you know, a great opportunity to kind of jump on board and use some of my old skills. If I may add something, did you feel like a little rusty? Like, oh gosh, I'm having the tapping system skills I haven't used in a while? Uh, for like an hour. It's like riding a bike. Okay. <laughs> it, it, all, it all just comes back. Just, whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Liam. Yeah, so, uh, like Brett, I was also in logistics, not on like full time um, traveling on the road, but uh, the the other side of that, shipping things out. Uh, we, he, <laughs> Brett, and I have worked on forensics and in, in the VR project that uh, we were working on for a long time, and probably will pick back up after the uh, pandemic ends, if it ever ends. And uh, I, I was listening to what you guys were doing on the podcast, and uh, I recognized a couple of things that would like, like like compression problems from Zoom or whatever things that you could recognize as like audio artifacts. And, and I had a little bit of experience. Uh, I'd done some some kind of like contract jobs uh, cleaning up audio. So I, I called Brett first and then Carrie after. I said, "Hey, do you think you know?" Because everything kind of fell apart with you know, I had months of classes scheduled and they all went away. So I was kind of looking for something to do. So I called Brett and Carrie and said, "Do you guys think I might be able to ask on to this?" Because I've, I've I've done some of this kind of cleanup work before, 
and it, from there it just kind of spiraled and, and it's been amazing because it uh, for as many challenges as we're dealing with right now I think we've come to a place in NCBRT where we're doing stuff that maybe we should have been doing a long time ago, even without the pandemic. It's really been awesome, like from the beginning, starting with it being just me doing the media production. And uh, Brett and I have worked together on video projects outside of NCBRT since we were in college. And we've done it a long time. And uh, this was kind of the start of a whole new media production department that we've kind of sort of put together since the whole COVID thing started with Brett and Liam on board. And it's been, uh, it's really been awesome. And having, having them involved on the podcast has been, it's been huge. You know what I love is that there are so many talented people that had talents totally outside the scope of NCBRT that no one knew about. And then by way of the pandemic and us having to be more agile, you see like, like I would have never known that Liam created music. I didn't know that you guys worked in the, movie industry. So when I found all this stuff out, I'm like, we have all these people working for NCBRT. Like, this is so cool. Um, so it's, it's been equally as fascinating for us because when I listen to a podcast, I have no idea all the stuff Liam just mentioned. No clue. I didn't know about any of that stuff. When I listen to podcasts before this, I was, um, an expert at listening to podcasts, but I'd never been part of the other end of a podcast and now I think it's really funny when I listen and I like hear the intro music of a podcast I was like oh that's kind of like how ours sounds a little bit or whenever yeah. I'm thinking about whenever I'm listening to a podcast that has interviews in it and it's like oh you can kind of hear like how they had to edit that a little bit so now it's kind of funny to be on the other end and just hear all the things that you now know that goes into making a podcast. You know, honestly, I, I, you know, very similar thoughts, Beth. You know, I, I've listened to podcasts for years and, and um, I thought, hey, you just get on a recording and you start talking and then you hit record and then you hit stop and then you hit publish. But, you know, and, and you know, going into this, I thought it was going to be that simple. But, you know, as, as we've discussed, we have matured, um, you know, with, with our production capabilities and, and everything. One of my favorite parts um, of working on this podcast uh, for the past, I think, almost nine months or so is um, is really how um, we've been able to, you know, we Martina, Jerry, and I work in the research and development department of NCBRT, and um, a lot of times we work really closely with one another, but um, maybe Jerry more more so than Martina and I. Um, get to extend beyond and being able to work with all of you um, outside of R&D has been really cool. And I feel like I've made a lot of connections that I wouldn't have otherwise made as a curriculum specialist, um, kind of in my in my zone working on my courses. Um, so I think that's one of my favorite things that, you know, we've been able to do, we've had the opportunity to do um, since we started the podcast. So yeah, you know, this, this has kind of been a deal where people are comfortable in their roles, or at least yeah. were, and everything was disrupted to such a degree where we kind of need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, that's kind of led to people working together more, working together better. I would absolutely agree with that, with both sentiments. Um, in terms of what Ashley said, I, I agree. We usually work with SMEs or within R&D, and so it's been really cool to work with people outside of the scope of that a little more fluidly. And ironically enough, I see and talk to you guys far more now than when we were actually all in the same building. Mm -hmm. And I agree, this whole time has caused 
us to take our what's our norm and completely shift it to something different. We've had to recalibrate and come up with new, fresh ideas. And it's allowed us to really create, um, to Liam's point, and produce some things that maybe we should have done a long time ago that we were kind of thrusted into to doing to ensure that we stayed relevant, which is something that I love and really appreciate about this company. So Martina, how receptive have our guests been to the concept of the podcast? You know, I would say that everyone has been really excited to be a part of it. And if anything, honored that we asked them to be on it. Um, I would say the biggest challenge for us is letting people know that it's going to be like a Zoom call and getting <laughs> getting everything set up just to ensure that the call goes well. So Jerry, to your point, we think it's just record, stop, publish. But in reality, just like the other day where we had Liam on there, it took us 15 minutes to sort through uh, a number of of issues that we have between internet connections, backgrounds, microphones. Um, so I would say that the guests have always been really receptive. I think the technology aspect of it has probably been the biggest challenge. But the guests themselves have been fantastic. And if anything, Ashley and I are sometimes like, man, maybe we should have carved out more time because they have so much to share. And it's really cool that like a lot of times on these episodes, you know, when we're recording, we get so many ideas from these guests for future, future episodes. Yeah. Like I, I, I think I have a running list of just other things that we could cover that ins- was ins- were inspired by the guests. Um, so they've all been really, really amazing to work with. What was everybody's <laughs> thoughts going into the first recording? I was terrified. I was, uh, you know, I, I, one thing I do um, is I make the um, the interview outline. So I write all, out all the interview questions, and I. Um, I was so worried about how the flow was going to be and if it was going to come across really clunky or, um, because, you know, in my interviewing background, you know, I don't, I don't work on transitions between questions and like those types of interviews. And so I remember I would type or or Martina actually would give me a lot of, um, good transitions. She's really good at that. And, um, at first I really felt the need to write out my transition. So I knew exactly what I was going to say. I don't do that as much now. Um, but I remember just being so just nervous, but excited. Um, and I feel like you can hear that in the actual, um, interview when you listen to it, it's just, um, it's changed a lot. So that's, that's good. I feel like I've gotten better at, at kind of going through that whole process, but I just remember being nervous and just wanting to do a good job. (laughs) We went back several months later and interviewed the same folks. Do you still have those same feelings going into that second, second, uh, into that update recording? Um, no, I, I mean, I felt much more comfortable. I think, I think that having already interviewed them, I kind of knew um, what to expect with talking to them, and they were amazing. And um, I'll talk more about about those follow up episodes um, later because those are some of my favorite ones. Um, so. But I think it, it was just totally different how I felt. I felt way more comfortable. Um, and I think that just comes with more experience. If I may add on to the experience part, um, what a lot of people don't know is when we had like the initial call with the SMEs to chat with them about what we want to discuss on the call, the calls can go everywhere. I mean, you're sitting there for an hour and a half, picking their brain, asking them, hey, what are some of the important things that you want to cover on this call? What are your thoughts? And 
we usually have at least an hour, sometimes an hour and a half of just content that Ashley goes back through. So what the process is, I host that call. I ask lots of questions, follow-up questions. Jerry, usually, if it's not something that I'm very familiar with, which by the way, who knew Jerry used to work like and have a farm and stuff with his family. You find out all and I'm stuff on the podcast. Uh, but between the two of us, we ask the SMEs a lot of questions to get to take through, hey, what's the most pertinent stuff we want to cover on the call? And Ashley works magic and listens to an hour plus of content from these SMEs to streamline stuff that we want to cover. And so I want to, I wanted to share that because I think it's something that people don't really think about. Like, oh, it's just a conversation. It's like, no, no, no. These are multiple conversations and, and lots of research that's done behind the scenes to ensure that the call itself goes um, as fluid as possible. As someone who's only involved in the post-production aspect, let me say that it's obvious that that work has been put in. Because when, when I'm, when, my expectations coming in for the first few episodes were, yeah, there would be a lot of talking in circles, there would be a lot of tangents going off, and it would be hard to just kind of stay on topic. But I've, I've been really impressed with the overall flow of things and, and people's ability to just kind of stay focused on topic. Um, and yeah, that's definitely a testament to the amount of work that's going in on pre-production. Y'all are organized and it shows. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. It's, it seems prepared in such a way that like it kind of communicates the overall message of what NCBRT does in terms of training in a podcast mm -hmm. format. And I, there's a, a whole lot of, there's obviously a whole lot of work that goes into that. And I, I yeah. commend you guys on that big time. Thank you. On some of our calls, at, like as we're going through stuff, because I'm like following along with the questions, I'm like, Ashley, this is 25 minutes. That could be one episode. Okay, Ashley, we're not, we ended around here. That could be another episode. I remember one call you and Roy had. Um, I didn't think it was going to quite make it to where we could do the series. And I'm like, I'm messaging both of you guys. Can you please talk for five more minutes? We can make this into a three-part series. So yeah, yeah, there are a lot of small things that go on that you wouldn't think about. I'm like, okay, we're on track. This is great. This is the third topic. Yeah, Roy really came through in that, in that episode. Yeah. You know, and our, our original pace was a pretty fast pace. I mean, we were trying to, we, we were dropping a podcast a week. Yeah. Oof. You know, so, so we've extended that. So, Carrie, from, 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 from your perspective, what was the initial load on the actual production piece and the technology to where we are now with our podcast productions? Well, when we first started, it was prior to the amazing audio magic that, that Liam has brought to the table. Um, so it was just me by myself. So I would be a part of the actual podcast recording. So I would hear the recording. So that amount of time went into it. Um, while I was listening to the podcast recording while I was muted, I would write down things, you know, like, okay, I need to make sure that I take this part out because, you know, Ashley's dog decided to to come in and say hello and, you know, let me write the time down. So I know like it can make it, make sure I get that part and those sort of things would take a while. And then once we finally get the footage, then we're looking at video and audio. Our priority is the audio, of course, cause that's, it's prim primarily a podcast, but we also are posting these on YouTube. So we have um, two different outlets there. So we're looking at the video and the audio. So we're kind of trying to put those two things together um, and taking out the ums and all of these things. So that, is basically listening to the entire podcast again in slow motion, pulling things and editing things. Then we have to have to export it. So um, once Liam and Brett were also involved, that that very much helped 
because uh, Brett and I kind of take turns working on the podcast, depending on our, our other workload, Liam takes on the audio. So while Brett and I are editing the video portions of it, Liam's working on the audio at the same time. And that way, when we're all done, we pull his audio in and replace the audio track that we were working with from the original. And it makes the whole process go infinitely faster. Um, it kind of breaks it up a lot and also makes it infinitely sound better because he has so much audio experience doing that. So it's uh, it's definitely been a progression and a learning experience on the best way to go about editing and putting these things out. And it's definitely a much more streamlined process now than it was at the beginning. I had no clue y'all did all that. Oh my goodness. You know, different ums and different yeah. things that people say that are, you know, you I mean, you have a lot of, oh, Carrie, edit this part out right now. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> I can make sure you don't leave any of those in there on accident, you know, and I kind of go through. So we, we get very um, well acquainted with, with our subject matter as we're going through. <laughs> yeah. So Beth, how did we get to the name Preparedness Podcast? You know, I remember in mid-March probably like probably the week after we all started working from home we're like okay now we really need to step up our digital capabilities which I thought just side note like we the fact that we were not able to put together a podcast so quickly but all of our webinars all of our videos that like we just started pushing out immediately I was like wow okay we're we're really like we're really getting, we're really going for it. And I thought it was really impressive. But for the podcast specifically, I remember we had like a Microsoft Teams chat with like probably 30 people from NCBRT, all of our training managers, a bunch of instructors, all of us. And I think we just started like chatting names and just submitting names and people would like it. And then I think we got together about three or four names and had people vote on them and honestly that was like kind of a challenge to begin with because we have I mean people call us LSU people call us NCBRT people call us NCBRT ACE like uh, we have so many names and we're like okay what's the best way to even brand this podcast and I think that the the NCBRT preparedness podcast was a good choice because yeah we started this during COVID and our first couple episodes were COVID focused but obviously we've branched out into a lot of different topic areas and they're all relevant to emergency preparedness and so I think that was a really good call not limiting ourselves with just COVID-19 or even or even just law enforcement related stuff but to expand our our area as wide as possible um, I think was a good call and I've just loved being a fly on the wall in the interviews like Carrie in the beginning and I still am uh, kind of in the background during the podcast recordings taking notes and writing down topics that I was like okay here's a good thing to feature in the episode description or things like that and I'm not an emergency responder or a you know one of those people but I love the content that they talk about and I think it's so interesting and the fact that that appeals to such a wide array of people uh, even if that's not your area of expertise I think 
the fact that it's such a good conversation um, is really a testament to Martina and Ashley really digging out what are the best topics of conversation and all of our guests that we have who are just so smart and so knowledgeable. Beth, I have a question for you. How do you determine like, oh, this is something that I need to mention in the description to really pull people in to want to listen to the episode? Well, for the beginning, I would look a lot at um, y'all's notes that you would take beforehand where uh, Ashley would write down questions in the topic areas and kind of listen for those specific questions. Um, but as we started doing it more and getting in the groove a little bit better, I kind of can tell whenever a new topic is coming up. I listen for those and then I go back after it's been cut and, and edited and listen again just to make sure that like, okay, these are definitely the set topics that we talk about in this episode. And write down the topics and then go back and listen to each section and be like, okay, in this topic, this is a good point that they talk about. And also <laughs> I have to go back and listen to uh, once we cut it and Ashley does the intro again, just to get people's job titles, right? Because for the first couple episodes, I mean, we had subject matter experts, but they were also NCBRT uh, instructors and they were also like retired police chief and I'm like okay these people I don't I don't know how to list all of their all of their job descriptions but um, now that we've kind of gotten into it a little bit more and I know the format and the flow of the podcast a little better it's a lot easier for me to just go through and be like okay gotta mention this in this episode and this in the next episode. Martina and I have kind of gone into our favorite parts of working on the podcast, um, but for the rest of you, sort of what's your what's your favorite part? It, it was pretty hard to beat uh, getting asked to compose theme music, at, at, you know, for, uh, for NCBRT. That was, that was a pretty high moment in my career so far, actually. Liam, were you surprised? Not so much to get asked, but I, I was, I was extremely happy that that was something that, you know, that, that writing to like a, a brief, if you will, like, you know, something that's supposed to communicate LSU, NCBRT, the, you know, vigilance, all that kind of stuff. Those are my favorite kinds of, of assignments. Yeah. Writing as a, a songwriter, you're, you're trying to kind of come up with these uh, things that represent intangible emotions and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Whenever you have it, a very specific set of parameters, it works really well. So like, you know, uh, horns, that, that, that gives this sort of authoritative, regal, almost kind of military vibe or whatever. So I knew that mm -hmm. was going on the list. And then LSU uh, being, you know, a college, uh, the, the, the marching snare drum at the beginning of it, <laughs> everything that, that I, it's fun to get to put together all the pieces like that. And, and yeah, cause I've been at NCBRT, I, well, as a student worker since 2004, so it's really oh, wow. a huge part of my life. And so to get to actually, you know, like come up with something that I feel like represents that musically, that was just so cool. And by the way, it, it's a five note melody. And so you can sing NCBRT to, uh, to the melody. <laughs> I always tell people, wait till you hear the lyrics. Which is just NCBRT. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're always going to sing along now. <laughs> I think we need a remix. Liam <laughs> <laughs> like remix. It sounds like it took a lot of pride in coming up with things that, again, I don't think that most people really think about. I had no idea 
thinking about the horns being authoritative and um, the sound of the drums. So what was that moment like for you when you first heard the introduction added to the beginning oh. of the podcast that we released? It, 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 yeah, there, it was a, a huge welling up of emotion and, and, and being very proud of having gotten to contribute to something like yeah. that. Awesome. I can imagine. He I sent out that. a draft to us first, and I mean, it was obvious, you know, just uh, upon the first listen that it was going to be perfect for it. So yeah, knocked it out the park. Yeah, personal story with with the, the theme. I had not heard Liam's work, and I was out uh, running or jogging, and I was listening to the podcast, and the music came on, and I, I, I nearly tripped because I was like, this is awesome. You know, and then now that I, now that I know Liam, I have you know I've, I've learned today because you told me that NCBRT goes with 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 the song. So now when I'm out actually you know, running or walking, I'll be uh, just chanting NCBRT with the with the theme song. So <laughs> I hope that doesn't ruin it for everyone. <laughs> no, it does. Same with you. I didn't know that the um, intro music was going to be added. I was not running, so. <laughs> But I was listening to the podcast and all of a sudden you hear the horns and the drums. I was like, whoa, this is very patriotic. It kind of reminds me of like the theme song of the West Wing a little bit, how that starts with the drums. But I was like, this is very like grand and such like a swell of music. I was like, okay, now I'm like, it makes me very pumped to listen to the episodes. It just hits you right away with that theme music. So good job, Liam. The, 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 thank you so much. The, the, the media production team uh, got to work on the new NDPC um, promotional video recently. And I, I did the theme music for that as well. And uh, it has a four note melody that you can sing. NDPC. <laughs> and just do that over and over again. <laughs> so yeah. So. I'm giving away all my tricks right now. I'll have to do something else. <laughs> it definitely gets stuck in your head. There's like a ring to it and it gets stuck in your head. And when he first did it, especially, I'm like, I think this is a good sign, Liam, because I've just been humming the little tune like all morning. So, <laughs> Yeah, when you're editing this stuff and you're playing the same cuts a couple dozen times over and over and you're hearing that song over and over, you, you go to bed with that song in your head. <laughs> yeah, it was, so since uh, getting involved with the podcast and everything, you know, and the media production department getting created, uh, the LSU has let me get a bunch of composition software and everything that was like actually really like like orchestras recorded in a huge world class studio and stuff like that. But whenever whenever this started, um, I I had my electronic production rig and I have a membership to a, a sample database. And so I was instantly just thinking, all right, I'd have to go find some elements that are going to work with this. And there was this sort of French horn, maybe a synthesizer French horn um, that was kind of like a Lord of the Rings soundtrack thing. And so it, you, it's almost similar to hip hop production, actually. You have to take these elements, chop them into pieces that can be reoriented as a, as a new melody that's not using the same melody that came off of the original sample repitch things in such a way to get the notes that you want. There was actually no playing involved in the making of that, uh, of, of the NCBRT theme actually, or the podcast theme. I, I was literally on the computer just like taking samples and restructuring them into something that was new <laughs> and original. It, it was, it, even though it wasn't made with the orchestra software that I have now or ever, I, I would be hard pressed to say that either 
uh, sounds better than the other. I think it, it came out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I do want to echo something that, that Liam had just hinted at. Of uh, the the program as a whole has been extremely supportive of these media ventures, mm -hmm. um, and we've got everything that we need to do our jobs. Um, and you know, it was a lot coming in all at once. Um, we've got new editing rigs. We've got new software, mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's kind of really en enabling us to to fulfill our potential and expand our abilities. It's been huge. What about the rest of you? What are some of your favorite moments? Uh, my favorite part has really been really diving into the content, like just being able to hear the subject matter experts give their expert opinion. And it's just, that's been my favorite part of doing it. Um, the editing and all that, of course, I love because it's what we do. And that's been, um, it's been really fun to work with Brett and Liam, especially because that's, uh, something that's new and me and Brett, like I said, had worked together a long time outside of NCBRT on projects. So being able to do that for the job has been something that we've always kind of wanted to do from the, from the beginning when we like I've started working here in 2007. So we've been here a long time and it's a, uh, it's really been neat. So working with them and then hearing what all of these experts have to say, that's, that's been my two favorite parts. Yeah, I would agree with Carrie. My favorite part is, is just, getting into the content like I said like I'm not an emergency preparedness person but the fact that it appeals to me and I'm excited to listen to those conversations I think is a real testament to how versatile this content is and just the fact that I mean we've lived so many crises in the past like 10 months and we've been there to offer our perspectives and different opinions and from different areas of the country different backgrounds for you know different kinds of jobs it's just been really interesting to you know get into um just what's been going on and hear it from so many different perspectives that I think it's really cool especially even like I mean we've done so many topics even in just the short amount of time that we've been making these podcasts that I think like it's just so interesting to hear, oh yeah, I wouldn't even think about, you know, the food industry. Um, I wouldn't even think about, I mean, I would, I mean, I would think about, you know, like mental health and stuff, but those, those series that we did with Roy and Carolyn were some of my favorites to really get into, like, what is the toll that this year has been taking on not only first responders, but just everybody as a whole. It's just been such a such a hard year for everyone. So to really have those kinds of conversations that I don't think happen enough, especially in emergency response and law enforcement, I think those have been probably some of my favorite podcast episodes. So yeah. So speaking of which, um, let's talk about our favorite episodes. Um, Beth just shared about um, the Roy and Carolyn series, which was amazing. And one of our, um, I think, most listened to series. Um, <laughs> Incredible to work with both of them. Um, then and then going forward, we as um, as uh, co-hosts, guest co-hosts uh, for future episodes. Um, yeah, what do y'all think? Well, you took mine. <laughs> I agree with both of you. Um, with how up in the air everything has been this entire year, like hearing that resilience series really it, it, it brings home that everyone is kind of struggling in that way and and it's it's extremely relatable to and so even not being a first responder I, I i was i was in those episodes like really 
yeah, feeling and understanding what they were talking about. Yeah. I think my favorite was the series with police chiefs on resilience that had Kristen Zeman and Steve Katzlevens in it. Mm-hmm. I think episode 14, 15, and 16. To me, it just really brought up a lot of very relevant issues like social justice and social injustice and how <laughs> law enforcement is seeing those things and what they're doing to make a difference and um, how they're dealing with all the issues happening with the police. All those things were just extremely relevant to me. And uh, it was really interesting to hear their perspective on it. You really hit the nail on the head there, Carrie, because a lot of times we only see one perspective and that's the one that's given from the media. And, you know, I'll be honest, this year has been a really tough year for me with everything that's been going on. When we think about the social unrest and sometimes hearing a different perspective and how it impacts their teams. Um, I can't, what was the, was, I can't remember her name. Did start with Milwaukee. The, Milwaukee. Yeah. She was the uh, chief deputy. Yes. Um, but even when she shared the perspective of what it felt like from an African-American standpoint, which is not something that, that I had considered um, until hearing her talk about it and what it felt like for some of her staff that looked like her to go into these communities um, that felt really divided. And so I would say holistically, what I really appreciate is that although we, we broach these conversations really gingerly and we put a lot of thought into it, that there are no topics that we have not covered or that we did not really want to get into because it was taboo. Uh, so we talked about mental health and that was probably one of my favorite series with um, Dr. Corsi and Dr. April um, and who else, Sarah Burns because we talk about something that not everybody wants to talk about or that we're a little nervous to talk about because how are people gonna feel about it? And, you know, Carrie, you mentioned the series with Kristen in it. I wanna say that was the first time we really talked about the mental health and the toll that it takes. And what I think has been really cool is that uh, to Ashley's point earlier, when we find something that's really great that SME brings up, we find a way to string it into another series um, so that there's just this, com- not commonality, but there's an interlinking between the podcast that we do. Uh, so I think for me, my favorite one, I don't know that I just have one as much as I just love um, the moments and the, the information that you're able to glean from so many of them. It's been, it's been really remarkable and I'm, I'm really proud of the work that we've really done as a team. Yeah, I think one of the best opportunities that um, for me personally, working on the podcast has been able to address it, like current events. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, we were planning this resilience series with um, Kristen and um, Steve, you know, that was a, that was already set. And then um, the thing, the events of this summer happened and we shifted our focus a little bit and, that was really challenging, um, trying to figure out how we were going to, how we were going to address that and, um, being able to, you know, work with Jerry and Martina, um, and figuring out how we were going to do that in a way that honored the topic and our audience as well. It was definitely one of the moments that I'm proudest of. That, that was yeah. a great series. I, I was expected, I went into, the police chief series and the sheriff's series, thinking that there were going to be a lot of differences between what they were experiencing. And, mm-hmm. and for me, even being in, in the public safety field for, for, for many years, I learned that the challenges that chiefs of police face are the same challenges that many of the sheriffs are facing. 
and, and especially with, with the sheriff's episode, because we had Milwaukee, a big urban sheriff's office, and then we had a smaller um, rural Oklahoma sheriff's office mm -hmm. represented in that particular podcast. And they really went deep into discussing their, the same challenges that both of them face in, in, in mm -hmm. law enforcement and in, in the challenges of the summer in, in law enforcement. I think that was that that blog, those two series were, were probably some of some of the my my favorites. I'll tell you, it's the I think what we've represented over over the year 2020 with these podcasts is the underlying theme of resilience. I think that mm -hmm. resilience itself touches every episode that we have produced over this year. And I think that says a lot. You know, if, if we're speaking to the Association of Food and Drug Officials and the International Food Protection Training Institute, um, if we're speaking to law enforcement, if we're speaking to fire representatives of, of firefighter labor unions, um, you know, resilience kind of you know is is woven through that whole discussion. So I think that that's that's one of the things that, that I really enjoy about the podcast series. The thing that I enjoy the most is I look forward to, to looking at my calendar and seeing a creative meeting with our SMEs before they go to recording. I mm -hmm. love that. I love you know the discussions. I, I love the interaction. And I really, really enjoy working with the team here. You know, creativity inspires me and, and ingenuity motivates me. And, and the team represented here and them that, that's been supporting the podcast, you guys have, have, have done all that. So it's, it's, you know, my favorite thing is what we're doing right here, you know, and, yeah. and having those questions with everybody. Jerry, there's something I want to point out that I think a lot of people don't know that you do because when we have our initial call that you're talking about with the SMEs, you're not someone who just sits on the call it does nothing. You consistently offer, number one, a lot of support to Ashley and I, because there's sometimes we went to calls and we're like, well, we don't know how this is about to go. And then Jerry comes in and he asks some questions that maybe we don't think about. Um, but the other thing that I, I really appreciate about you in this process, um, you make sure that we share a broad perspective and not one that is um, very microscopic. And so even when you talk about the resiliency series, when we wanted to interview people, um, it was because of you that we had someone from a really big area and then a small town area, uh, because you wanted us to be able to show, hey, this is not just for one group of people or for another one. We really wanna make sure that we are grabbing the entire audience and that everyone has something that they can walk away with. And so I think it goes again, back to all the small things that are done behind the scenes to ensure that the quality product that we present is where we want it to be. And so um, I, I don't think a lot of people know that because they usually see Ashley and I doing the scheduling or the talking, but you really play an important role on those introductory calls in terms of really helping us have a robust conversation with the SMEs. Thank you. It's, um, it's, it's, we have to, as, as, a, as a national training provider, we have to be able to demonstrate multiple views and perspectives on, on certain things. I think that if we, if we siloed ourselves into thought, um, you know, through the podcast, we would be labeled as a podcast that really, you know, is, is very siloed in, in what we're, what we're trying to accomplish. I think, mm -hmm. you know, 
we we have a responsibility to our listener to provide the broadest view of a subject and make sure that there's different points being represented and discussed as we go through the the, the podcast. I think that's how we learn from a podcast. I think that yeah. it's that experience, it's the opportunity. And sometimes, you know, it's it's looking at things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You know, so so if, if my, my hope is that we have inspired a listener at some point to take a different look at something mm-hmm. and you know in, in their own own job in, in their own professional life and, and that they took something away from our discussions with all of these great guests that we've had and, and really mm-hmm. improved something within their own organization. To that point, Jerry, I, I think it's been really important that we've done the follow-up episodes. Uh, that was a fantastic idea um, because I think that's allowing our, our listeners to kind of experience the, the growth that the guests have gone through. Um, and it's it's been really incredible just to, to see the differences, um, also the differences on the production angle. But um, you, you talk about the resiliency. I mean, those are the, the people who have been dealing with the resiliency and we're checking in at different points. So we've, we've seen point A and point B now. And I hope that, you know, the plan is to continue doing those follow-ups because point C is going to look different still. Right. Yeah, the, the follow-up episodes for me have been um, a really great opportunity to not only see how far, um, you know, we've come as a podcast from those first couple episodes to the follow-ups, um, but also to just to hear, um, to hear from these responders and um, see what their, what their, how their challenges have changed, but, um, but also that they're, they're still, they're doing all, they're doing all right. They're doing really well. And they're, you know, it's just been great to hear back from them. Um, especially the Washington series, because at first, you know, whenever we were first talking to them, it was, um, they were the first place that really got hit very badly. Um, and to see how far they'd come, um, was really amazing to see. With the follow-up episodes, you know, when we spoke with Rob and Terry early on in, in this pandemic, we had a lot of unknowns, you know, and, 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 and we were discussing plans for. The follow-up episode allowed us to really ask them, did, did things go as planned? And, and what were some of the things that, that, that occurred? You know, and, and that original episode, Terry, who, who's a police chief in Texas, did, did not have a lot of COVID exposure in his community or in his or in his own department. And then we found out in our second episode, I mean, he had some he had some issues, you know, with with COVID within his community. And as, as the as the pandemic grew or as time grew with within the pandemic. So I think that that's important, especially you know, with the Washington perspective, because they were they were the epicenter of, of COVID, you know, with, with the nursing homes and everything in, in their communities. And then to see how they've changed, you know, Scott Parker talking about how they had to change work processes and workflows and, and some other things, you know, in the follow-up um, episode, while in the first episode, we were trying to figure out how would he go through or what, what a shift rotation would look like and, and what are the potentials there. So again, from a learning perspective, we've got the before and we've got the in the middle of represented. And I think you're right, Brett. I think you know it's it's you know when when things get to whatever normal is in the future, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see or have a discussion with those guests again to figure out, okay, so now that we're through it, what did we know and what did we not know going in? And I think that's valuable from, from a research perspective. Yeah, I think I really think five years from now, somebody's gonna be able, you know, a, a researcher or a student's gonna be able to listen to the LSU Preparedness Podcast, all of the episodes from the start until 2025 when we're still producing, you know, podcast episodes, um, a true chronological history of what the year 2020 looked like in America. And I mean, that, that I, 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 am, I am very proud to be part of the team that's, you know, putting a historical timeline on, on what 2020 has, has, has been here in the U.S., well, thank you. Um, so before we wrap up today, let's talk about the funny moments that didn't make the cut um, or something, you know, you'd like the listeners to know before we we wrap up today. So this episode hasn't aired yet. Uh, and this is more of a behind the scenes moment. But uh, when Lorenzo Alba uh, asked for the lock combination for the podcast AV kit and was wondering if there was any Cajun food in there. I was thinking that was a real way for us to distinguish ourselves as an agency if we started, you know, shipping some etouffee around the country. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he sure did in the email. He was like, I'm hoping when I undo this lock and I'm like, you're going to be in for, (laughs) we didn't send anything, but maybe we start sending them like a little care package or something that's just like, thank you for participating Maybe like a little mini bottle of like hot sauce or something yeah. like is it your discretion yeah <laughs> now hiring an ncbrt someone who could cook gumbo like your mama did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's another thing that we've done different as the, the podcast progressed is we send out microphones and cameras mm-hmm. to ah. all of the guests um, to help with the production quality and, and things like that. So that's something that I kind of think about mentioning earlier. That's something that we've kind of started doing and now possibly with some Cajun flair. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I get a kick out of is when we first started doing any kind of remote calls and the podcasts, people would come on. People weren't used to framing themselves in a camera at that point. So everybody who came on the podcast they look like this. <laughs> they look like this, right? And I'm not gonna lie. I did have. I'm not gonna name them, but I had a couple of instructors who who reached out to me and asked like for tips on setting up their cameras and framing themselves, trying to make themselves look the best way possible. And uh, you know, now you look at it and and people have an idea of how to frame themselves, how to light themselves. They think about that kind of thing, and uh, it does matter in terms of you know producing a professional product. Yeah, I think reflected now, you see that. I had a trouble thinking of a funny moment, but I actually thought of one and it's something that I think only Brett Carey and Liam see is um, uh, me filming my intros and outros. They could probably, and I don't want to put this, uh, I'm going to say it, but I don't really don't want to put this idea in their head that they could film, they could put together like a blooper reel because it's so embarrassing. Well, you, you're, you're implying that we don't already have a secret cut oh, of that. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say that that is that is pretty funny when we get those. It's like, all right, we have a, another intro and 
it's pretty <laughs> funny when you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna try this again. <sighs> okay, okay, let me. Okay, I'm gonna say this, but put this here. <laughs> okay, and then you just sound like so, like so professional and perfect, and no one listening to it would ever know. <laughs> yeah, um, there's into just. It. Sometimes I'm just really on it. And then sometimes I just, um, I really, uh, I really get stuck on a word um, <laughs> and I cannot say it. And, but then there's times where I'm just able to like get it all out, but that's those, those moments are few and far between. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> it's crazy. The difference in, in sitting down to record something specifically and then speaking extemporaneously because like you've got, you've got that down. Great. You know, right. not, not you're, look, your intros are great too, but, <laughs> but you know, it, here in the, you know, the pressure of actually recording it, there's no, there's none of that really, you know, no ums or getting caught on an idea or anything like that. Yeah. 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 Thankfully, thankfully, I think in the first episode, we, um, I actually recorded the intro when we recorded the episode and thankfully we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of things to remember. It's like very specific yeah. wording that needs to be said and job titles and names and all of those things that have to be correct. It does Absolutely. make it a lot harder to get it just right, you know, and you don't want it to sound like you're just reading something. So you have to, yeah. you know, make it, it's, that's, it's definitely more difficult, I think, than people realize. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're here for. So, you know, all we need is one good take and you always make sure to get one good take at least. Yeah, <laughs> I try. <laughs> we could do a reel of dogs in the background too, not you know, from uh, from participants as well, you know, or, or SMEs too. You know. Yeah, we've had surprisingly not as many incidents of, you know, animals and children interrupting our yeah, would have expected in the current climate, you know. Um, I know my kids have interrupted several podcasts, but I've been on mute and not seen at the time, you know. But that's something that um, is always funny when it happens. But we we haven't had to deal too much with that. Yeah, it's because I put my dog. I put my dog away. <laughs> I have to. I have to put him into another room. He barks a lot. Um, but yeah, sometimes you might one. see a little. Sometimes you might see a little cat tail you know, popping in the screen, but I usually try to gently push her away. <laughs> we had one where your dog started barking and you were like, he's barking. And like, we couldn't even really know. hear it, but you're like, make it stop. But then I think after that, that was the only time that happened. <laughs> yeah. I learned quickly. <laughs> so, you know, behind the scenes, and this is for our listeners, um, we, we encourage our guests to, to embrace the pause you know, um, allow for that quiet, quiet time between discussions, you know, it allows, uh, you know, our, our technical team to, to conduct some good edits and, and some splices and, and some other things in, in the production. And it's, um, I, I find it funny watching as, as you are know, or, or observing as we're recording there's almost a certain level of anxiety that gets into some of our guests when when they go 30 seconds without of silence and you can see them kind of you know back to Brett's point they they start moving in the chair or they start you know trying to start to inject something but um, yeah and it's always uh, I, I always find that funny uh, trying to just, just watching that that interaction because it's not a natural natural thing to to embrace the pause and allow for that quiet space. From, from a production angle on that front, uh, you know, to everyone that's listening, 
uh, please do embrace the pause because whenever we're, we're whenever I'm doing my initial pass through of getting everything set up to do cleanup, uh, I take everyone's each individual speaker and I break them into their own uh, channel on my mm. software because each voice comes in with a different noise profile and also often at different levels. And so the further apart that they are, the easier it is to actually find the individual one and put it into the right place. There's nothing harder than uh, whenever there's a bit of overtalk because you're like, well, who gets this one? Does this go into <laughs> this person's nose pro uh, noise profile or this person's, yeah. Embrace the silence. <laughs> We're excited about 2021. I think we're going to hit the ground running with, with podcasts uh, starting in the second week of, of January when we come back from our holiday break. We've got some exciting interviews um, focusing on environmental health and, and environmental health response with um, David Dijak, who's, national, who's the executive director of the National Environmental Health Association. We're going to have a great series on agricultural preparedness with, um, with, with um, two high-level state agricultural commissioners or, or associate commissioners really taking a look at food supply. And mm -hmm. we've got um, a food pantry uh, also represented in that discussion because we wanted to make sure, again, that we've got the whole spectrum or the whole continuum for, for food security and food safety addressed there. So we're going from producer to um, to, to manufacturer, to end user, you know, with, with the food pantries. So we're looking forward to that. I think that we're probably going to see in around March or April, some really good episodes about who NCBRT is and, and, and what we do and who the National Domestic Preparedness Consortium is as well. So we're looking forward to 2021. Uh, and we appreciate all of our listeners who have supported us over, over the year. And, and, you know, we wish everybody happy holidays as this is a uh, holiday break session or, or episode of our yes. podcast. Okay. I, I just really appreciate all of you. And um, it's been a great honor to work with each and every one of you um, over the past several months. And, you know, I'm looking forward to us all working together for a long time. Thank you once again to Jerry, Martina, Liam, Carrie, Brett, and Beth for coming on the podcast to reflect on the last year working on the LSU NCBRT Preparedness Podcast. We have a lot of amazing content on the horizon for 2020, so we can't wait to dive back into our new episodes beginning on January 12th. On behalf of all of us at the LSU NCBRT Preparedness Podcast, we wish all of our listeners and their families a safe and happy new year. If you have any questions or topic suggestions for future episodes, please send us an email at podcast at ncbrt.lsu.edu. Make sure you subscribe to the LSU NCBRT Preparedness Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you again next time.